Welcome back to Remodeling Mastery. I'm your host, Mark Richardson. As we've talked about many times, Remodeling Mastery is an opportunity for you to really reflect and think about your remodeling business and imagine, you know, what it might look like in the future. And I try to bring on guests, guests that will give you kind of what that crystal ball is in terms of the economy, but also, you know, guests that are out there touching and seeing many things that might give you some insights. So I want to introduce my guest today. He's been certainly a, a friend for many, many years. Uh, someone that, you know, while many of you may not think about his particular product and service is something that is a remodeling product and service, in many ways, it is a tool. And just like in your tool belt, it is oftentimes a tool that achieves the results that you want. Uh, his name is Caleb Nelson. His business is Destination Motivation. And it's, we'll talk a little bit more about the product and service in a little bit, but Caleb spends a lot of his time talking to remodelers and talking to leaders of remodeling companies that essentially want to improve their close rates, reduce the cancellations, and overall grow and have a level of success in the business. So welcome, Caleb, to Remodeling Mastery. Thanks, Mark, for having me. So, Caleb, I, I know you have, as we've certainly spoken about, a unique perspective. And as much as I think the natural thing for someone listening to a Remodeling Mastery podcast is, you know, let's dive into the stuff. Because you're involved with, you know, an industry and other industries with that involve travel and that kind of thing, let, let's start with you know, a little bit of a higher level. And that is, you know, for the last year and a half or so, the whole travel industry and, you know, kind of the world we've lived in has been turned up on his head. You know, talk to us a little bit about what the last year has been like. Yeah, I mean, starting in uh, February, March of last year, at some point, I mean, the, the entire travel industry just came to a complete halt. Um, which, you know, in, in recent times, um, you know, hasn't really happened to that, to that level where people were really kind of quarantined in their house. It was only supposed to be a couple of weeks, but that turned into many months. And, um, you know, people aren't used to that. Yeah, the travel industry for certain wasn't used to that. And so it, it really did change some things in, in the industry. But one of the main things um, it did was put perspective to the average consumer on how important travel really is to them. Um, there was many stats that came out, uh, big studies done by, you know, American Express and, and Hilton Group and Marriott, you know, because it, it was a time to, to get perspective on, on something that was sort of unprecedented to, to, to that specific industry. And it was like, like 95% of Americans were, were missing travel. And, um, uh, something like, you know, 89% felt stress and anxiety from not traveling. So these, you know, really impacted people's, uh, this, this really impacted people's sort of psyche and, and, and the way they operated. Um, Two thirds you know, of one people thing, they wouldn't Caleb, you, bucket list trips anymore, you know, so very unique. One thing you shared with me on an earlier call that I thought was interesting is, you know, we, we hear about 
cruises as an example. As I think for most, you know, most kind of uh, uh, whatever homeowners, people, the, the the public, you know, they think, okay, well, there's cruises, and then there's going to do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. But the the cruise industry represents really a huge sector of the travel industry, and all we've heard about in the last year is it's almost. You know, it's like a it's it's like a box with a disease or something, and stay away from it. <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about the cruise industry and you know what it represents for travel. Yeah, the you know the industry, the cruise industry specifically, gets a little bit of a bad rap because, and a lot of people don't know this, but they're the only industry that by law has to report. Uh, if, you know, if there's some kind of food poisoning epidemic on a ship, whereas it's actually the, the, the least, it has the least cases out of any other industry. Um, it's just, they're the only ones that have to report it. So you, that's why you hear about it, but they have always, yeah, they've always planned for these types of things. And so they've always been sort of, you know, ready to, to, to handle it. Of course, this was something, you know, very different and it did impact the industry. But if you look at 2019, um, cruising was the most popular form of travel for uh, Americans. Um, there's something like 30 million uh, people travel a year on a cruise, and that number rises every single year. So it, it gains more and more market share every single year. Um, the Alaska cruise specifically was the most uh, booked vacation out of any type of vacation. For Americans in 2019. So, you know, when that came to a halt, you know, all of a sudden the number one form of travel for Americans came to a halt, which obviously, you know, was again very impactful, not just on the average homeowner, the average consumer, but also on the average um, on, on, on the travel industry itself. So we're we're starting to see that 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 come back online, um, which is good news. Yeah, I was going to ask, it feels like now that the restrictions are loosening up, certainly, and everything's opening back up again, that, you know, is is it kind of like people are, you know, kind of out of jail and rushing to something? Or what, what, what do you see happening kind of moving forward as it relates to travel opportunities? Well, j- just to put things in perspective, Mark, if you look at... Uh like April of last year, right when we were in the middle of this thing. I mean, dead, dead, people are stuck at home. Cruise industry has come to a, a halt, um, absolute standstill. Uh, cruise bookings were up like 66% over the previous year. Interesting. Think about that. The previous year was the number one most booked year ever in history. You know, economy was on fire. Everybody's, you know, doing well, spending money, traveling. And, um, of course, then at a at a at a dead stop, you know, right mid pandemic, you've you've got bookings that are sixty six percent over that. People were just sitting at home, you know, thinking about it and itching to go. And you know, when you take something away from somebody and they can't have it, you know, it, it's it's a great way to create demand. So let's, you know, I think those listening us are probably curious and wondering why, and we'll connect all the dots together here in a little bit in terms of why we're talking about cruising, why we're talking about, you know, travel as it relates to, you know, uh, home improvement and remodeling. But one of the elements, Caleb, you spend a lot of time is, is hanging out with a lot of very successful remodelers and certainly very successful remodeling firms. 
And, you know, you've seen some things happening in the last couple of years. You've seen some things happening with, you know, the salespeople and the sales process in some of their behaviors and share some of those kind of wearing your little bit more sales process kind of guru hat. What, what kind of things are you see, seeing that might, you know, hit a chord for uh, our listeners? Yeah, Mark, I mean, there's, I'll, I'll try to unpack that because there's just so many elements to that, that I've been seeing even within the last couple of months that are completely different than, you know, the beginning of the year or the end of last year. Um, specifically, you know, I'm, I'm seeing that um, there's a lot of turnover with sales teams that, you know, can be really impactful um, uh, for a business, especially when you have uh, a situation where the leads are more plentiful than they ever been in, in, in the history of home improvement leads. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of the things, you know, if you're having a tough time generating leads right now, you might be in the wrong industry, but, uh, I'm seeing a lot of turnover with sales teams and, you know, you kind of look at that and you say, well, um, here's a situation where, uh, you've got all these leads, uh, you would think, you know, all these homeowners are really uh, buying a lot of home improvement. So it's like the perfect storm, right? And so companies should be growing. And I, I do hear that, like everyone's just busier than they've ever been. But at the end of the day, I think one of the things uh, that, that we're finding is if you don't train those sales reps and you don't create, you know, this, this environment of success for them, then, you know, they're going to go look at other opportunities. And I think that's one of the problems that that a lot of these home improvement companies are facing is, you know, you get these salespeople that might have low conversions, they might have high cancellations, they're not getting trained consistently because the the, the companies are spending so much time on, you know, the operations side of it, you know, how, how do we, the production side of it, you know, how do we keep up with all this demand and leads are plentiful and sales are plentiful and, you know, everybody's having their record best sales months and sales days and sales weeks. So I think that's getting lost a little bit in in um, in, in, in how things were operating the previous years. You know, it's interesting to share kind of that the, how it all ties into the busyness. And I've done some surveys of you know more successful companies, sales teams, what have you. And what's interesting is whether it's in scarcity times or whether it's in go-go times like we're experiencing, one of the elements that oftentimes like a faucet gets turned down or turned off is we're too busy to, we're yeah. too busy to train. We're, we, 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 you know, training is really more of a, uh, an expense that we want to cut back on. And the reality is, is that that training is more important than ever. So, you know, when you're out there and companies have brought, brought you in, uh, what, what are some of those things that you're seeing in the trainings themselves when you or your team is working with, um, you know, working with some of these sales teams? What, what, what are you seeing? What are the, you know, if there were three things that are clearly you know, weak links or Achilles heels, what, what would they be in sales teams? Well, the, the biggest one I, I believe is really, you know, leadership where the sales teams own, own the leadership element, um, to whereas the management, you know, is, is, 
is uh, sort of run by the sales teams. I'm trying to put that lightly. Um, but no, I get know, it. It's almost like there's like, I sometimes call it, you've got a little bit of a mini mutiny here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, we, it's, we say that more uh, often than not, um, which is a little shocking because, you know, you're, you're the, as the company, you know, you're, you're buying these leads, you're providing them with this unbelievable resource. You know, you, you own those leads, right? And so it's up to you what you want done with those leads. Um, but, you know, I, I, I come in to a lot of these sales organizations that, that might have, I mean, 10, 12, 15% close rates that have, you know, 15% cancellation rates sometimes. I mean, 25% cancellation rates sometimes. Um, you, so you, you would think your focus would be on, on solving that. Uh, but the challenge is, you know, again, kind of going back to what I was saying before, it, it, everyone's just so busy with, well, those aren't necessarily the biggest issues. The biggest issues is we are, we're four months out on installation or we're six months out on installation. And, and, and that's a challenge yeah, that becomes the challenge uh, on, on the selling side. Right. So it, you know, it's, it's really kind of fine tuning and figuring out what those challenges really are and, and, and how much are they really impacting your business and how important are they really? Um, you know, because if, if you were just to double that conversion rate, I mean, you would double the business, um, on the sales side. So I, it, it's interesting that a lot of more sales organizations aren't focusing on those conversion rate. How do we, how do we increase those? Um, and 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 reduce the cancellations. So, so let let's dive in more specifically. And this, you know, for those that are on the sidelines scratching their head and saying, "Why is Mark talking to this guy that has, you know, a a, a travel business?" Uh, let's talk about conversions. Let's talk about ways that you can, you know, move the needle from. 20 to 25 or 25 to 35 percent in terms of conversion rates because you know without sounding a little bit like Forrest Gump here you know that's a good thing uh you know if you can get that conversion rate up I mean it's like wow I can increase my uh you know my effectiveness my marketing cost goes down my uh so many positive things so let let's talk Caleb about you know, just ways to improve conversion rates and also as a part B, reduce cancellation. Well, I always ask people, you know, okay, your conversion rate is, let's say 30%, which is well above the industry average. Um, I, I ask people, you know, well, you know, do, do you think out of the 70% of leads that you have, uh, are there, is there more in there that you think you could more is there business? Is there any additional business in there? And you'd be surprised. Sometimes I hear, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there is. Um, Market Sharp has this statistic that says something like, um, I can't remember, seventy-two percent of of, of uh, consumers who who meet with a remodeling company that don't purchase are going to actually purchase from some company within that year, right? So they're going to purchase from somebody. So you know, why didn't they purchase from you? You know, and that's the real question, you know, it, and, and I always say, you know, you, obviously you have to build value in your company and you have to build value in, in yourself as a salesperson. And, and of course, in the product, 
you know, you've got to ask questions to create demand. You've got to do, you have to have all those things in place always. Right. But then in addition to that, you know, consumers want to know that they're doing a good job negotiating. They want to, you know, they put on that little negotiating hat and they, they, even though they might not know what they're doing, they, they want to feel like they're getting enough uh, value. And, and as you know, consumers, they buy uh, emotionally and then they justify uh, the purchase after really logically, right? That's when you get into that three-day right of rescission. That's where you start getting into con- cancellations. Like, well, hold on a second here. We're spending how much? And, you know, we could spend that money on, on this thing, that thing, or the other thing. So, so that's where incentives really come in. Uh, key to where uh, you are creating more value than what the consumer believes it should cost, right? So there's that, you know, balance. And a lot of companies use very similar incentives, right? Discounts, price drops, rebates, coupons, those traditionally dip into margin. And, And that's where we see a lot of companies, even though they're doing very high volumes, they're not very profitable. I mean, I know remodeling companies are doing 30 million a year. They're barely profitable, sometimes not profitable at all. So, you know, you, you, you get into the situation where you, you obviously have to be a, you have to be a profitable company. I mean, there's just no way around it. Otherwise you're not going to last forever. Um, so when, with incentives, you obviously want there to be very high perceived value, obviously, so that you're not dipping into margins. So you're not reducing uh, the revenue so that you're creating more profitability. And as long as you can do that in a way that's bringing in additional value to the homeowner, then the homeowner is going to feel like they're getting something special. And that's, that's, what's important to help differentiate from competitive bids. That's what's important to help create that urgency, um, to create more value in the value proposition. So really what you want the consumer to say is, wow, this is a no brainer. I don't think we're ever going to ever get a better deal than this ever. I mean, this is, this is as good as it gets. And, and that's when you get into the position of them canceling their appointments with, with, with other remodelers. And it, it, by the way, that, you know, that, that, that this year that's growing, people are getting more bids from more companies more so than ever. So here's where we kind of tie the two discussions together. And I, I, I just find it fascinating because oftentimes the way you crack the code is kind of a little bit more in an indirect kind of way. And that is, this is where I think we talk, we bring in the travel and this consumer's kind of thirst to get out of jail, to get out on the road, to have that fantasy of travel come back and how it connects the dots back to, you know, the the motivations of a good remodeling company, which is increasing conversion rates and reducing cancellations. So with that being said, Caleb, talk to us how, you know, the travel hooks together with the, uh, with, with, with closing deals. Well, it, in the home improvement industry, it, it's a, it's buying home improvement is a big purchase. You're talking about whether it's an exterior product or an interior product, you know, eight to what 15 grand on average. Um, sometimes, or even much larger than that, depending on what it is, whole roofs, right. kind of things, right. Sometimes much larger. And when you have that big of a chunk of change, 
even if the consumer is financing it, that that money typically don't typically people aren't saving up for that kind of purchase. They're not throwing you know fifty bucks a month in you know the 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 window jar or the flooring jar or the bathroom jar and and uh, saving up to make this purchase. So where is that money coming from? Well, typically what we find is that they're dipping into leisure funds. They're actually saying, you know what, we're going to pause because because that's another big purchase. If, if, if you look at the numbers on that, most people are spending five grand on, on, on travel, even, even millennials. The number is very, very uh, uh, expensive. That's just the average. Sometimes it's much more than that. So when people think of a vacation, they think of a week-long trip, they think of spending $5,000 plus. And that's where you get into the, 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 the crosshairs of like, well, do we, do we, do we, do we make this window purchase? Do we make this flooring purchase or do we take our vacation? Well, why do you, you know, we all know that, that last year, 2020, um, you know, one of the reasons the home improvement industry was on fire is because everyone's vacation got canceled. So it made it very easy for them to be able to spend that money on home improvement. Now, of course there was other factors, but that was, that was a big factor. Uh, so that's sort of what we've done here at Destination Motivation is we've created this beautiful product that has an incredible amount of value that uh, gives people this, you know, ultimate experience vacation, uh, whether they choose, you know, a cruise or, 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 or a resort, land or sea. Um, and, and at the end of the day, we, we basically have created a, a perfect system to where if followed, a sales rep or a home improvement company can offer this as the incentive, extremely low cost to the, uh, to the contractor, to the company, but extraordinary perceived value to the homeowner. Five, $6,000 of perceived value. That is an incredible amount of money to inject into a value proposition. Now, of course, you have to do all the other things, building value in your company and yourself and your, you know, everything else, product. But this is like, you know, it becomes that cherry on the Sunday, that, that icing on the cake to where the homeowner looks at that and says, well, you know, that company's not offering it and that company's not offering it. And this is so much value. There's just impossible. We'll get a better deal than this. So yeah, let's do this. This is a no brainer. So the other kind of side to this that I find really interesting is, you know, it's one thing to help move the the sale along for that client that says, you know, I, I'm still talking to other people or I want to think about it or gosh, that, that that's a lot of money to be putting in this. It's, it's sort of a little bit beyond. And I can see how, you know, being able to bolt on, you know, a travel opportunity is, is it, it, it's really appealing, but there's another piece of this that's equally important. And that is the client that, wakes up the next morning and says, you know, holy cow, what, what did I just do here? <laughs> you know, and, you know, you have as part of your service or part of your process, something that I think is kind of in interesting, and that is a logical and rational follow-up with that prospect. Talk to us a little bit about that, Caleb. Well, you know, I'm a big value guy where uh, 
the I, I understand that the more value you can inject into the value proposition, the the better off everything is, right? Um, and but but doing it the right way, you know, because there is obviously wrong ways or gimmicky ways that 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 you can do it. Um, so one of the things that we do is I have a highly trained customer service team that makes an outbound phone call to the homeowner within the three day right of rescission. It's just a happy call. And, uh, it, it, it makes our clients look like a million bucks because it, you know, first of all, who gets a call like this in general, right? Um, you know, usually if you're getting a call, it's, uh, you're either in trouble or someone's trying to sell you something. So, um, this is just a, 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 a happy call. It, it's like, hey, you just, you know, are receiving this vacation from, you know, X, Y, and Z remodeling company, and uh, congrats. Uh, we're the company that provides a redemption, and uh, we're just giving you a, a, a courtesy call, and you know, wanted to answer any questions you might have or walk you through the uh, the redemption process. And we just, on our end, third party verification injects so much more additional value into it that it just tugs on those emotional heartstrings and it helps them justify why they made the decision that they did on a completely unrelated, uh, from a completely unrelated perspective. So has nothing to do with the windows or the siding or the roofing or the carbon flooring or whatever. Um, you know, the, the company already built their, their value on that. This is that we're injecting additional value above and beyond that, which obviously can be very powerful because um, you know, in, in certain regards of home improvement, you know, it can be hard to get that emotion really sparked. Uh, but people get incredibly emotional about, about travel and about vacation, especially with everything that's happened over the last year and a half. And I think what's so cool about that is when you have someone that's talking about not the product, but talking about the added value of making that decision, i.e. the the vacation, then once they're talking about the vacation, they're beyond the finish line. They're already in the locker room. The points are on the board. They've scored the point. It's not, let me go back and think about the right of rescission. Let me go back and think about you know, did I make the right decision? Because when I start to talk about where I'm going to go on my vacation or start to, you know, all of a sudden the retreat back to the question of, should I do this? Doesn't even exist anymore. Well, Mark, that's, that's one of the reasons that we focus so heavily on our training with the sales teams. And I mean, we have, we do back-to-back trainings. We do one-on-one trainings. I mean, it's all about the training because at the end of the day, I mean, sure, we got this cool product and, you know, you could offer it. But if you're not offering it strategically, then, you know, it's not going to really do the things that you're going to want it to do. Right. And so we focus heavily on, okay, ask questions to create demand. Hey, have you folks uh, thought about, you know, traveling this summer? Um, You know, uh, gosh, were you... Were your travel plans affected by uh, this pandemic at all? I mean, it's, it's, it's the number one topic of conversation right now, just in general. I mean, everyone I know asks these questions constantly. Hey, where are you guys going next? What are you going to do? I mean, it's just like, like every news article is some travel-related, you know, something. Other. So, um, yeah, when, when building rapport with a homeowner, you know, 
uh, you know, they could have a dog and next thing you know, you're the number one dog lover on planet earth. You know, you're just trying to be relatable and, and you're trying to connect with that homeowner. You're trying to be trustworthy and all of that. And so this is a great way of doing that. And it's such an easy thing to tie in, but imagine building that question in and, and really finding out they're like, Oh God, you know, our vacation plans got canceled last year. It was devastating. It was emotionally draining. You know, we worked so hard to do this and blah, 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 blah. Um, and now, you know, we're thinking about doing this, but you know, it's expensive. And we're, so once all of that's unpacked and then the, 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 the sales rep is, is learns all of these, these problems or these issues or, 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 or whatnot, then, and then they're able to come in, uh, on, on the back end, you know, once they go to their clothes with this value add, with this incredible solution to their problem, it just makes all the difference in the world. So that's one of the things that we focus heavily on is just, just the whole training side of it, because that that's what gets these, you know, sales reps getting 73% net closes for the year, 68% net closes for the, I mean, these are, these are mind blowing achievements. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, the, the, the other side of that is they're just really consistent with it. You know, they're using it on every single lead that they run, but those, those are why the, the sales reps are getting those results. So, you know, and again, I, I, what I find so interesting about this and as it, as it all hooks together on, you know, the remodeling masteries, you know, as I said early on, I said, this is about helping you to look at your business a little differently. Here's a business opportunity. Here's a way to think about your business. Now, who would think about hooking together travel and remodeling? You know, how do you see this? you know, being so relevant to the times of these people that are not only starved and they're, you know, kind of looking forward to get out and doing the things that they love to do in the past. But how do you now, in an interesting way, sort of hook it together? So I want to thank, you know, certainly Caleb for joining us. But I also want to ask him one more question. And for those folks that would like to connect to Caleb Nelson, at Destination Motivation, you can certainly do so. Go on their website, but also uh, you you can certainly contact me at Remodeling Mastery, and I'll I'll make the introductions as well because I know Caleb and his sales team would be very very happy to share a little bit more. But Caleb, my my final question, and it kind of gets back to you know the beginning in terms of you know having a little bit of a crystal ball and a uh, a, a, a pulse on what's happening out there. What what do you see? What does your crystal ball see? Do you see that, you know, this home improvement activity, this way to differentiate yourself, all those kind of things is being, uh, you know, greater in the future? Or do you, what what do you see in the future? You look, as 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 costs go up, because that's the reality, costs are going up. I mean, I'm remodeling my house right now and um, we put off the project for one month because we were kind of trying to wrap our head around something. What do we want to go this way or that way? And just in that one month, lumber costs went up like 20%, right? Um, costs are, are, are increasing and will continue to increase. I think everybody's pretty aware of that. Um, and, 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 and so, you know, if, if remodeling companies want to stay, uh, profitable, you know, obviously uh, I think a lot of companies are going to have to start raising their prices. And, uh, as they start raising their prices, you know, to, 
there's going to be a lot of uh, maybe smaller companies chucking the truck that are that are not going to raise their prices. So consumers are there's going to be this much more of a, a, a separation between between prices. So it's it's going to become even more imperative that um, that remodeling companies leverage you know high perceived value type incentives. Um, that and the fact that you know, and, and this is just from, from, from what I'm seeing out there, but, um, you know, travel is going to be one of the most sort of talked about topics here for, you know, at least another year to where it's, it's just, it's just at that ridiculous level. I mean, it, it's at a ridiculous level right now, but that's going to, that's going to continue to grow. Um, so, you know, I always, I always like to think of it like this, like, you just want to be relative. You want to, you want to have stuff that, that people want, you know, and, and because that's, what's going to make a bigger impact. Um, so that's what, that's what we're trying to do here. Excellent. Well, again, I want to thank, uh, Caleb Nelson. He is the founder of, uh, uh, destination motivation for joining me today. And I want to thank all those that support, uh, remodeling mastery, whether it's our friends at the associations, uh, professional remodelers, or some of our other, you know, relationships like Engage and Leap. I mean, you can see from these conversations, these are strategic alliances and business partners more than they are anything else. And I think the more that you can kind of expand your circle of influence, really reach out to Caleb and others. I, I think it's going to reduce some of the, you know, some of the friction that exists in what you try to accomplish and have you be more successful. So thank everybody for joining me today. And I look forward to uh, speaking to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson, produced by Sharefire Local. You can subscribe to this podcast on any mobile phone using iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. 